Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in, pro wrestling fans, here on a Saturday. It is a weekend edition of Busted Open Radio. I am your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. We got the one and only world's strongest man, Mark Henry, along for the ride here on this Saturday. And we got a stacked show for you today, including a review of SmackDown, which ended up being a really good show and, and for a, a really large reason, at least for me as we talk about large. It uh, looks like Biggie, yeah, formerly Biggie Langston, member of the New Day. He might be going solo. And that is a very exciting premise for everybody on this show. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the rest of SmackDown. We're also going to ask Mark Henry about what he thought about the tease of a new nation of domination that came on Monday Night Raw. Ron Simmons slash Farouk showing up and uh, chatting it up with the Hurt Business. We'll get Mark Henry's thoughts on that, which will lead into, of course, it is a Saturday. So that means we are going to give you our weekly winner for the best pro wrestling show in the week that was. And we're going to wrap up kind of going back in the week a little bit we're going to revisit pat mcafee and adam cole and mark and i are going to tell you exactly why we are proof positive 100 sure that was not a work that was as real as it gets so you want to find out more that's great all you got to do sit back relax click play on that browser and get it going bust it open on a saturday let's go kofi being very supportive of his teammate and and encouraging him that his time is now that Big E is 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 primed for a title run, primed for a singles run, and it looks like Mark. That is exactly what we're going to get. Uh, it looks like the new day is being paused for the foreseeable future, and Big E Langston, Big E is finally getting his push uh, after many many years. And I, I just I couldn't be happier. We were talking about it last week, right, Mark, with Cesaro and Knock when they yeah. squared off against New Day, and just seeing cool. Cesaro and and him go back and forth. I mean, I could watch this for like five years running. I could watch this every week. Yep. I mean, and that's what we said exactly last week. Give me more of those two guys. It was electric. Their chemistry was great. Yep. They everything looked so great on 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 screen. And I thought the biggest part of uh Kofi and Big E was that conversation where he said, you know, this is your time. But the thing that was the most important of that is he said when I was in your spot, you supported me. Yep. You push me to not look at what is, but look what could be. And he was basically saying, you can do exactly what I did. And we're behind you. And he used, he said Woods and I. Mm -hmm. So it's collectively, Woods is not coming back right away. So this, take this time to get it together. And I think this will be a good time, you know, and, um, six weeks, month, month and a half, you know, maybe the whole new day comes back together. 
But maybe for right do. now, hey, hey, and then not to cut you off, but maybe the whole new day comes back as the new nation of domination. I don't know. I don't know. Just just a little teaser. Ooh, We're gonna be talking about the new nation. With, well, uh, this guy that I'm looking at right now through the video stream. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, he was one big, powerful force in the nation of domination. So I'm excited to get to that. But point being, Mark, is this is fresh. It's it's interesting. There's a natural built storyline in between from the six years that these these three have been together, but also the storyline of fans screaming at the top of their lungs for years. I want Big E in singles matches that mean something real gold on the line. And that's why, because as we talk about this potential run for Big E, we are talking about arguably the greatest faction of all time. Big E has been a part of our conscience now for almost a decade when he came up as the bodyguard, I believe, for Dolphin and, and, and AJ, right? He is the five count back at NXT. Like there's so much about this guy that we have followed and enjoyed and been a part of and we have been clamoring for that singles run forever that's why i'm saying mark i don't want to see an aj styles intercontinental run i want to see biggie go right into the title picture and i want to see him be a threat and maybe even be champion before wrestlemania i don't know exactly how that plays out but i do know that this dude is deserving of it no question yeah you know what man it looks like it pays dividends to be the bodyguard of Dolph ziggler I mean, you be Big E, you got Drew McIntyre. I mean, like who else? Like that's enough. Those two are enough. Like who's who's next? Uh, I'm 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 a Dolph Ziggler. I need a bodyguard. Anybody? Anybody? Come on, speak up now. Like that's they they need to do it. Yeah. Well, I I believe I, if it's out there, do it. Well, I I don't disagree. And and you talk about you know if it's out there, do it. Uh, I think when you, here's the thing, when you talk about a guy like Big E, he's got the in-ring. I mean, he's explosive. He's ridiculous in terms of the full body splash and the athleticism and the crazy stuff he can do at being the size that he is. But by and large, above all the, the freakish talent that he has in the ring and the veteran presence that he brings to the ring now, having been a part of this roster now for all these years, this dude is gold on a microphone. He is going to be able to captivate your audience. He's going to be able to keep it serious, or I should say keep it light, or he can go serious. He can go wherever you want him to. He's as versatile as versatile gets. And and we talk about this with relatability and likability factor. Big E is about as relatable as they come. That dude just comes off as a genuine human being. And when you're talking about a baby face running for a title, I don't give a shit what the title is. That is what you want. This dude is the entire package. Yeah, I I mean, I could just hear it now. Oh, Texas. Don't <laughs> right. you dare be sour. Clap your hands for the man that will become the new WWE <laughs> world champion. Like, I'm telling you, man, like, this is a moment in time that we're going to remember because yep. it's going to start with Cesaro. There's going to be some Shinsuke in there. And then maybe, maybe you throw him in there with the Baron Corbins. You throw him in there with the AJ Styles, the Daniel Bryans. How in the hell are we going to be able to digest that? Big E is that good, man. And you talked about him on the microphone. The well, microphone only makes it, it's, it's the appetizer. It's setting the table. It's the, you know, picking out the fine wine and all of that. But the meat of his work is what he does in the ring. And with the intensity that he does it, his abilities is what make him really who he is. 
But I don't know if you said, well, let's find the most balanced wrestlers in the WWE. In, in that top 20 guys, Big E would be in that top 20 as far as balanced guys that can <laughs> yeah. wrestle psychology, mic work. Like, how do people feel about them uh, as a viable commodity that you want to probably start your company with? Like, Big E is one of those guys. Yeah, and relatively, I know he had, a, what, an injury about a year ago or whatever it was, but he's been mostly healthy. I mean, especially for his size and the type of matches that he puts on. We we know about this with, with WWE, Mark. If they're going to invest in you and they're going to push you, they want to feel comfortable about you being able to contribute on a regular basis. I think maybe that is one of the yeah. issues that, that befell Finn Balor and others at, at different points, right? Um you know, I don't think you have to worry about that as much with Big E. I think there's just he's just ready made and and not prepackaged because he's very much his own self and and, and character. Um, just tailor made for whatever they want to throw at him. He can do it all. So uh, very exciting times. Now you bring up Cesaro, right? And as we know, tag team champion with the one and only Shinsuke Nakamura. But Mark, this is an interesting time for that tag team division on SmackDown because New Day's done at least for the foreseeable future, right? Yeah, at least a month. A month well, and a half, least, right? Maybe a little bit more. So that begs the question: What the hell are Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro going to be doing as tag team champs? Like, who can they viably feud with? Because it feels a little slim pickings on Friday night. You know what, man? Like, I, I feel the same way. Like, they have not promoted the tag division on SmackDown the way that that they should. I mean, the women's tags been getting a lot of light, but sure. uh, the men's tag not so much. Who do you think it should be? Well, I, I would say Morrison and Miz, right? Because I think both of them are yeah. world champions in their own right. But they've been booked in such a comical sort of way that I I don't know if that's the feud that I want to see, right? Like Morrison was just terrified, shit in his drawers over Braun Strowman a couple weeks ago. And I, I love what they're doing. I mean, we saw it last night with Naomi. Like they are in pocket. They are great at what they're doing. But then you look at the you look at the roster and it's again, it's just thin, you know, Newt. And that's and that's really where, you know, we come to appreciate not that anyone is not appreciating, but but it really does appreciate or it gives that appreciation to New Day because they've just been there for the last six years in, in one shape or the other, whether it be with the Usos, whether it be with whoever pushing these divisions and, and bringing real credibility to a time when tag team wrestling on Monday and Fridays just doesn't seem to mean what it does on other nights. So but I, it, it really I, Ryan I don't, don't take but a week or two to say, true? you know what? Um, I, I haven't got my, I haven't got a shot at the, at the tag titles. Usos. Yeah. Then you can have new, you can have uh, uh Morrison and Miz. And you can go through like the put, you know, the WWE is historically famous for putting two guys together that they're not using. Right. <laughs> Cesaro and making Nakamura a, to start. The, yeah. yeah make, making a tag out of them <laughs> and, 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 and doing that. And, and now you got about four or five or maybe six uh, tag teams that you put in a tournament. And I've always been pro tournament. Oh, you know, I talk about that all the time, especially as it relates to I didn't think for a while that they were using the women enough. And I was like, start a tournament and have, you know, like two matches, two women's matches on every show. You know, or, or, or put together all women's, you know, wrestling channel or all wrestling show on the network, started on the network. And then hopefully one of the big networks picks it up like it could be done. There's enough talent there. 
there's there's and we, no we need question. to do the same thing the for the tag now. Yeah, yeah. And it was the same, Mark. You have the fan following where uh, I, I forget who was talking about it earlier in the week, but the I think it was uh, Dave and Bully on Monday were talking about the star power and then maybe the the lack of star power currently right now in the WWE. But then they threw out Sasha Banks like they were throwing out women's names in terms of some of the biggest stars in WWE. And I don't, I don't know how merch sales go. I don't know essentially how all that factors in. But when you hear buzz, when you hear people talking, I would say a good portion of the time women are being brought up in terms of the things that uh, folks are enjoying most on Friday and Monday. So you're not wrong. I want to say one thing before we go off to break. Uh, and this is back to the New Day and, and Kofi and Biggie's upcoming singles run. At least that's what it looks like. Uh, these guys, the New Day, Mark, you know this. They have been vocal proponents of social change. We just saw um, Major League Baseball come back within the last couple of days, right? Everyone was taking a knee. A lot of Black Lives Matter support. Uh, Kofi Kingston and the New Day have made a shirt, and it is from, I think, like last month uh, around the George Floyd protests when Kofi and Big E defended, uh, I believe, their tag team championships, and they went in the ring and they rose their fist, right? Uh, they've made a shirt out of that, and uh, here's the cool thing. It's 25 bucks, and Kofi's been tweeting about this on Twitter. You can get these shirts, and all the proceeds are going to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. It's a really cool, like, graffiti feedy sort of graphic of them raising their fists in that match. And again, it's 25 bucks and all proceeds go to the NAACP uh, Legal Defense Fund. And this is what Kofi's saying, a small way you can help contribute to the fight against social injustice. And he, he has a link on his Twitter page. You can find it out there at True Kofi. This is the stuff I love, Mark. And I, I know you agree, but it, it's just really great to see them, you know, having the runs that they're on, but also doing so much for the world around them. It's just, again, true baby faces, but not because they're being told to. They're just good dudes. Yeah, just good dudes. And uh, I definitely will support, um, you know, I, I guess I'll give him a call today and get more information. But, uh, you know, you go to Kofi Kingston's Twitter page and, and, and see what it is that he's, that he's talking about. Yeah, very, very cool shirt and a very, very cool time for the New Day. We know that uh, Kofi and obviously um, uh, Xavier are on the shelf, but this is opening up a new window for Big E and who knows what could come of this. This could be very much what, Mark? I mean, I, I don't want to be presumptuous. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but this is kind of how Kofi Mania started. It was a little bit of buzz, yep. had a couple good matches. The crowd got behind him. I know there's no crowd, but we saw it with uh, Naomi Deserves More, right? you can have that crowd on social media. You can make your voices heard. I think Big E has a real opportunity here to do some special things, and I, I'm, I'm here for it, Mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, too. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Pat McAfee and Adam Cole going at it uh, on Pat McAfee's podcast. And Mark, there was a lot of talk between you and Bully Ray yesterday. You guys took a lot of calls and a lot of the calls, Mark, were essentially saying, I think it's a work, right? I think that was planned. I think, yeah, listen, I, I'm with you. First of all, when you got you and Bully Ray saying, yeah, I don't think that was a work. And then me as the radio guy, right? Not to say that you aren't. I'm just in in the case of this uh, conversation, you're the pro wrestling guy. I'm the radio guy, right? If we're playing the roles of Cole and, and, and McAfee, I have been, and we've talked about it on this show. I have been in contentious, heated interviews before where 
it wasn't cordial and I didn't like the person I was interviewing and they didn't like me and it and it didn't go the way I thought it would, I reacted the same way essentially. To I, then I was just going to use you as an example <laughs> when, uh, you know, you had your issue on your yep. show and it was yep. like, man, well, fuck you. Well, fuck you. Well, shit, the shit is over. Leave. <laughs> yeah. Leave. Goodbye. You, nobody's yep. keeping you here. You know, like that's yep. the way it ended. And it was exactly like the same. And yep. uh, for all of those people that uh, look at that situation and it, you don't want to get in a fist fight because now you start thinking about legalities and, you know, well, hold on, hold on. you too. don't want it to get in a fist fight. I definitely want Adam Cole or a UFC fighter to punch me because that's vacation time. Let's go. Let's go, Mark Henry. <laughs> Let's go. This is America. Oh, my God. I'm this telling is the, you, the man. Land of the America. Okay. Uh, a land of this lawyer up and <laughs> right. sue the shit out of somebody. That's what the that's what America has become. Yeah. But I, I just, you know, I, I think it ended. People like, oh, it should have. They would have they would have hit each other. Or this. No, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Now, in the whole video, there's a point where one of the one of the aides comes up. You know, one of the camera guys, the sound guys that tried to get in between them and he puts his hands out like, hey, man, like just calm down. And Adam Cole open hand slap pushes him in the neck and chest area. That's a no, no. You don't put your hands on people. And some of these pieces of people in unions and shit like that, the the union will sue your ass (laughs) like. So I'm expecting for the WWE to issue an apology. I'm expecting for Adam Cole to issue an apology, uh, not just to Pat McAfee, but to the aide who he put his hands on. And I'm thinking that down the road, there will be new protocols for whenever you go to a show. Guys won't be there by themselves. There'll always be a WWE representative with them, something to that effect. Well, and another reason, there's a few reasons why I think it was was, uh, a shoot. Number one, the reaction of McAfee after where he's like, I didn't think I was that out of line. He's asking his crew, right? Like, did I do something that I didn't recognize? Like, he's going over in his head what just happened. He was legitimately shocked. Been there. It was was not, it was not. Yeah, he better be glad that he left. Right. Or I was gonna. No, it wasn't no. none of that kind of shit. It was. It was he was shocked. Yeah, he was in shock. That's yeah. what it was. So I understood that because I've been in there before. Like, holy shit, did that just happen? Wow, that did not go the way I thought it was. And then you work it out almost on the air because it's really all you can do because you still have an hour and a half to go. You still have two hours to go. Whatever McAfee had left in his show, you can't just ignore it. So you kind of got to talk about it. McAfee handled that exactly how I would, and also. Adam Cole handled it exactly how I would. So when I see the interaction between those two, that was as real as it gets to me. If I'm in a heated discussion, first of all, Cole didn't really snap. You could see he didn't want to. He's like, oh, so we're going to bring size into this. And then it just, it, it, the rage overtook him. And why did that happen? Because even up until now at, the longest reigning NXT championship run in history, there is still the conversation around Adam Cole being too short. Right. He's fought, He's billed as five eleven or whatever the hell they say is. He's probably five nine. It is something that is always on the mind of I don't want to say undersized pro wrestlers, but some of the just some of the the lesser stature pro wrestlers. Right. They, you're essentially, Mark, you're messing with Adam Cole's money 
When you bring up size like that, that is probably a real issue that he's had to overcome at multiple times. And if that's the thing that set him off, I completely understand it because that would set me off. If I've worked my whole life, 10 years, and you're bringing up the thing that pisses me off the most, I mean, you can understand where Adam Cole's coming from. I, I, I do. And, and you and I, we're both guys, the men of stature, <laughs> fluffy, sure. big boned, whatever I'm you want to call it. <laughs> if if we're on Pat McAfee's show, yeah, and Pat makes a reference, you know, like you're you're a large gentleman. I'm sure you like to tie one on, and you know, have a steak and some potatoes every now and then, and you know, hopefully you don't do that before your match because then you know we don't want you to be heavy and you know feel lethargic or the, and then you right. start going, hey man, that you got shit to do with. What, I, what I'm facing, you know, where I'm going into this wrestling, you know, area or whatever. Right. I think that if you are subconscious and have your own issues with size or you have your own issue with something like that, then you have a chip on your shoulder already about it. And I think that's what happened with Adam Cole. Yep. Because I looked at the whole interview from the time he got on. They were laughing and joking and had good chemistry, talking back and forth. And Pat made reference to when you are limited in certain ways, you have to be more intelligent. Mm -hmm. You have to be smarter. You have to be well studied. You have to have another element that changes and creates an even playing field. And that's what you have done with uh, your faction. You were able to surround yourself with Roderick Strong. Right. And uh, what's, uh, I don't know why his name is slipping. Bobby right Fish. Now. Bobby right. Fish. Yeah. Like y'all have made one of the greatest wrestling factions of all time. That's smart. That's, you know, I mean, you know, you don't have to be the biggest guy when you're the smartest guy. And then you can see the, the wheels kind of, you know, it, it wasn't blatantly obvious because I had to go back and look at him in his face when mm -hmm. Pat was talking to him. And he was like, wait a minute, you, you're trying to make it seem like I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done without the group. And he's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, we, we know you, you know, tough guy, you, you know, you've done your thing, but you got to admit, you know, you, you had some help. Yeah. And you're a little and smaller. Like, but no, the, the smaller thing did not come until after Adam Cole said, now you're one to talk. You were a punter. Right. Of all things. Which, you know, you kicked the ball and all the rest of the guys carried the load and did everything. And now he was like, well, I was player of the decade in my position in the right. era that I played. But, and he's all, yeah. well, I, shit, I was the NXT champion for over a year. And then it's like, Pat McAfee now is a smart dude that can kill you with kindness. And he was like, well, I mean, you know, for a smaller guy. Oh, so now we're going to bring size into it. So basically, yeah, they, it, it was a, it was less than a minute of 
banter back and forth that led to all of this shit happening. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities! Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, pro wrestling fans, you hear the music. You know what it is, Nation. It's hour two on a Saturday. It is weekly winter time here on Busted Open. I am Ryan McKinnell. That is, of course, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. All right, Mark, it is now time. We kind of talked about it to start the uh, the show in hour one. I felt like every show this week, and it's not always the case, I don't think there was a blowout A-plus show on any no. night, but I think we had some solid B-plus shows from Impact to Raw to AEW and NXT, and honestly, to SmackDown, it was probably like maybe B, B-minus, but all B-level shows and all really solid pro wrestling, so this is a tough choice. Oftentimes, when we come into Weekly Winner, it's a tough choice from Wednesday for me because I'm picking between AEW and NXT. Uh, this was tough for me all across the board because every show was pretty solid well it's, it's it's a little bit different this week and and I'll, I'll go first if you don't mind i would um, love that this is a week where we had an added element because on tuesday night nobody expected impact. to have yep. uh, another player in the game but impact was definitely a a player in the game and if i was gonna uh you know give my grades um I'm going to start every all four shows I saw this week. Raw, NXT, AEW, Impact, and SmackDown. Everybody has a B. There was not a bad show this week. This has been a, this was a great week for pro wrestling. Um you go to Impact Coming off a of pay-per-view, they came out and made announcements and, and they came out and, and put people in spots where you saw a little replay, but you also get to see the introduction of people. And I told you, I always like introductions, yeah, which, you know, bring, brought them up to a B uh, plus to me. And I thought that was a B plus show. Um SmackDown last night was a good show. It was not super wrestling heavy, but it had a cinematic uh, main event. It had uh, skilled wrestling in the beginning. It had the wrestling entertainment with, you know, Miz and Morrison. And it had an emotional backstage interview with Big E and Kofi. Yep. Like it had elements that put, brought it up from a B to a B plus. AEW. Same thing. Cody Rhodes is Cody effing Rhodes. He's doing his thing. Chris Jericho, listen, the most entertaining wrestler in the world. They, he, they brought it up from a B to a B plus. 
And now the two shows that w- where we have Meta B, Raw and NXT, I really enjoyed, and, and I may be a little sizest, not prejudice, but sizest. The triple threat. I knew you were going there with Bronson Reed. NXT <laughs> with Bronson Reed yeah. blew my damn mind. Yeah. He did everything that a guy is supposed to do to get attention and to draw attention from two guys that were really, really over. Who shined in that match? Bronson Reed. And then you have a better than average women's match with uh, Chauncey Blackheart and um, God, Aaliyah. I, guys, yeah, yeah. I've been I hitting, hit, I've been hitting Aaliyah. Yeah, match was good. Yeah, the entertainment value around that match was good. And then you get to the main event. Woo. <laughs> okay, Dominic Dijakovic. <laughs> Held his own with a monster. For the first time, we got to see a reversal out of Cross's finish. First time. And it didn't help. He still got his ass handed to him. He got some hammer fists, a la MMA. He got some forearms to the face and neck that I felt like at a couple of times I was like, shit, man, golly, stop it. I'm a pro wrestler. I've been a pro wrestler for 24 years. And an analyst for another three. And I was seriously going, are they going to stop this? Like, damn. (laughs) It It was stiff and tight. And then you have Keith Lee come down, and he's like, man, just finish him. Just, you, you got him beat, man. Like, well, enough. He's like, no. I want you to stand there and watch this and torture Dodger And finally, it, it gets to the point where they end it, and Keith Lee is standing there. Like, Dodger is is like, don't, don't interrupt, man. Don't, I, let me do this. I got this. I'm going to die on my own shield. Like, it was emotional. Mark, you know what it was? It was Rocky Four. Fucking A. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm going to the damn towel. That's yep. an exhibition. Yep. And it was... It was poetry. It was really, I love, I love that, really I just love that fucking you knew, good. I just love that you knew exactly what I was talking about. We, we, oh, I'm in your head, brother. We have, not, we have not discussed this. We have so not talked about Rocky this. Ford, I know that, what yeah. it was. Yep. And that elevated that show from a B to plus B, which I would have to give it an A. Just off those two matches, not, or three matches. And yeah. then the start of of NXT was good. And then you go to Monday night. Monday night balance show. You had people come out and you know we we had some introductions. You have the 
the the champion involved. You have the the hurt business, and you have a a, a, a guy come back. Ali comes back, which I always I told you I love comebacks. Yep. I love introductions. I think that adds a lot to the show. But as good as the drama was on NXT, Big Show and Randy Orton, <laughs> you, I, 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 I said everybody had a B, but I'd have to, I have to, I'd be remiss if I did not say that I should have started them at a B plus. Randy and Big Show, brother. We, we it's been some good matches this year. Absolutely, from WrestleMania with Undertaker and AJ Styles to Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles and Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle. I mean, we we Riddle we Riddle had and Styles Riddle and Styles last week. We we had some good matches. No, throughout this this time, from the Randy and 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 Edge, but Big Show and Randy on Monday was masterful. Big Show still got it, man. He was able to do things that that I've seen him do in his prime. I know he was sore as hell the next day. Had to be. <laughs> Had to be. You know he was sore as hell. Because <laughs> he's not because he's not working a regular schedule. It's not like he's, he's not taking books and going regular. out in house shows yeah. and like staying in, in pocket. No, he just goes out and has a 15 minute uh a really well done match with Randy Freak. Really Orton. well done match. Yeah. And Randy Orton, listen, man. Like I, is is he at the end or is he in the middle? I don't know. I, I I thought that oh, this is the end of Randy's career. He's you know got another five years left. He'll start to you know kind of delegate his duties down to you know making other people look good. And Randy's too damn good, man. I don't want to be in the ring with him now. Mm. Well, it's what Bully you, was saying you, yesterday. You on the with show. Him now. Yeah. <laughs> so I I give him an A. I okay. give them an A. Uh, I gave NXT just a little slightly better than a B plus. So, you know, AEW, um, and everybody was even except for, uh, NXT and raw and raw. I told you they all don't get a lot of love. They, they've had some raws that I, I could have done without. Yeah. No <laughs> but question. this one was really, really good. And yeah. if you're not first, <laughs> you're last. You're last. That's right. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Well, you don't have to apologize. First of all, I think that's a great breakdown. I don't think you disappointed anybody, and I don't think anyone can argue that Raw was an extremely solid show. I did the show with Jonathan Hood on Tuesday coming off of, of, of Raw, and we had a lot to talk about. Obviously, I was really amped up about a potential Nation of Domination reunion, which we'll talk about uh, coming back after break. But l- for me, this week was all about tone setting right? Setting the tone. Okay. How did the tone, how did the tone set on Monday night raw with a damn near 20 minute match between Seth Rollins and Alistair fucking black. Like yes. that was the tone setter for raw. I don't listen. I don't know if everyone was trying to live up to it or if it's just the way the pieces fell into place. Right. But after watching that match, it felt like everything kind of 
siphoned off of that. Like they were feeding on that energy, whether it was the return of Mustafa Ali or that great Street Profits match. Mark, how about Montez Ford's fucking frog splash? Bro. What? Twisting, turning. What? He had to be 10 feet above the top rope. (laughs) Minimum. So pretty. So pretty. So Damn. I could I couldn't believe my eyes when I, I hate that. I you even were... left that out. I hate I left it out. <laughs> well, don't worry. I brought it back around for you. So you had that. And then how about Kyrie Zane going out on a win? Her WWE career is allegedly for at least over for the time being. And the E sent her out with a win. Mark, that does not happen often. And I, and I was talking with Jonathan Hood on Tuesday. I think the reasoning for that was, is that Kyrie wants to go home to Japan by reports, build her family, take a next chapter in her life. It felt like the WWE was giving her a tip of the cap and saying, thank you for your service. We hope that if you decide to return you return to us it felt like they wanted to send her off with as, as positive feelings and as, as, as a clean a taste in your mouth as you could possibly have right that, at least that's how it read to me yeah and, and that's how I should read everybody even though there's more layers to it that I can't yeah. you know talk about but um, those announcements will be made at another date but like that's exactly how I felt that's the I way like that it. it came across I like it. That's what we call a tease. And to your point, the match between Big Show and Randy Orton, um, just just I couldn't say enough <laughs> positive things. Um, uh, Big Show kicking out of a RKO. It was what? a good match for a man, a man with Big Show. Orton, listen, I don't think there's any question. He is nowhere near the end of his career. I'm with Bully Ray and others no. where I think he's doing the best work of his career. And I have never been a huge Randy Orton fan. I am finding myself uh, in, enveloped in his storyline and, and not necessarily rooting for him, but definitely looking forward to what his next chapter is going to be in the story as he goes on this run. It's been really enjoyable. Uh, and again, Ryan, big show at his I, age, boy, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, have to, I shouldn't interrupt you on your weekly winner. Oh, it's um, okay. How live is want. it? How live is Randy Orton, man, where you put Ric Flair with him and then all of a sudden you realize you know what? Don't really He's need Ric Flair. He's too good. <laughs> yeah. He don't need Ric Flair. Don't uh, really need the nature good. boy. Yeah, that's a great you? point, Mark Henry. That is a great Damn point. Damn, he good. So, we talk about trends, or it's not setting, uh, not trends, excuse me. Um, setting the table, right? Uh, making your mark and kind of... Uh, jumping off, right? We talked about Alistair Black kicking off with Seth Rollins. How about AEW starting their show with Eddie Kingston showing up and laying down one of the best promos of the year? What I loved about that was, first of all, when I looked on social media, everyone's like, who the hell is Eddie Kingston? Right? Like, like no one really knew. Eddie Kingston is very much an an indie darling. He first came across my radar in a a feud with Kevin Steen in the ROH years. I want to say, like, maybe like 11, 12, now Kevin Owens. Um, And he's been around, right? Like, Eddie Kingston, and that's the great thing about Eddie Kingston. I felt like he set the table with his promo and his match with Cody Rhodes. But what I also loved is that's the same Eddie Kingston that I've seen for 10 years. Like, every time he's reintroduced or introduced to a new audience, it's always like, I've been through hell. I grew up around addicts. You're a pussy, and I'm going to show you what real wrestling is. It's simple. It's the same thing with Eddie every single time. But now it's just on a much bigger stage. And he really grabbed the attention, I feel like, a pro wrestling fan 
fans on Wednesday night. And the rest of that show uh, on AEW I thought was spectacular. I thought NXT was very, very well done. Anytime uh, Karrion Cross is in a main event, um, it's going to be hard for me not to have it be my weekly winner because I am a, a Karrion Cross mark. Um, and, and Friday, you know, SmackDown was was a solid show centered around wrestling. And, you know, a lot of the times we'll come on here and we'll skip a show. We won't talk about it or we'll just kind of gloss over it. This is one of those weeks with weekly winner. I feel like we need to talk about everything. The Motor City Machine Guns on Impact taking back the titles or not taking back, but winning the titles from the north in a great stylistic matchup. The continuation of Heath, formerly Heath Slater. And I told you there'd be more surprises on Impact on Tuesday. And there was. And I talked about this to start the show, Mark. It feels like Impact is going through a very important time right now, right? Because there are moments in the business where you get eyes that you wouldn't normally get on your product. And that doesn't mean indies. It doesn't mean lesser. I mean, it could be the WWE. Like when, when, uh, when did uh, The Rock come back? The Rock came back for SmackDown, right? To that first episode of SmackDown. That was a big moment for the WWE. They knew yes, that. They're was. like, hey, we are going to yes, get viewers was. back and we need to knock this shit out of the park, right? I think Impact knew that coming in with Tuesday with their show coming off a of Slammiversary and they needed to deliver and they did. That said, I Mark, I don't know if it's the fact that like expectations are maybe a little lower for Monday night or if it's the fact that I'm putting them over the top with the three hours. The fact that, hey, every other show is two and Monday Night Raw is three, so I feel like they have a little bit more to live up to and a little, obviously, more time to fill. I, I'm giving also my weekly winner to Monday Night Raw. And I don't. I think this is only the third wow. time I've done this since we started it in October, but I look at the legacy uh, push of Big Show and, the, and what that match meant to so many people and the burner that Randy Orton is on, and I look at the rest of the matches, as I said, Aleister Black and Seth Rollins, and then I go back to what was my damn, screw my favorite moment of the week. This could very well end up being my favorite moment of the year, and depending on how it goes, might damn well be my favorite moment of the decade, and that is the potential return of the Nation of Domination. It was teased on Monday Night Raw. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to catch up and get the thoughts of one of the f- more famous members of the nation of the domination he is a hall of famer he is the world's strongest man mark henry yeah we're gonna trap that up we're gonna continue on this conversation around raw and i want to hear mark henry's thoughts on a potential reboot of the nation here on a saturday this is busted open if you don't know sirius xm then listen up commercial free music plus sports comedy talk and news they have it all a lot of people think you need a car to enjoy sirius xm but you don't you can listen outside the car right now you can get your first three months of sirius xm outside the car for just one dollar just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe you can listen on your phone at home and online that's SiriusXM.com busted offer available to new sirius xm streaming subscribers sirius xm no car required and Mark, I want to talk about something that happened on Monday Night Raw. Tease it before we went to break. And that was Ron Simmons, your old pal, Farouk, showing up backstage and telling the Hurt Business, MVP and Bobby Lashley, they didn't essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, didn't essentially appreciate the way they were going about their Hurt Business and that there was, quote, a better way. And then gives them a fist bump. I got to be honest, Mark. I was, I, I, I knew you were in the area. We had talked about it on Saturday that you were going, that you were in Orlando. I thought for sure we were either getting a Mark Henry roll up uh, for the 24 seven title over Shelton Benjamin, or we were getting another appearance and maybe we were getting a new nation. Uh, that didn't happen on Monday. I don't know what the future has in store, but damn it. I mean, 
it looks like we might be building to something really special. And, and I refuse to believe that Ron Simmons wouldn't come out there and say there's a better way and kind of do it the way he did it if there weren't plans for a new nation. Mark and the listeners, you guys both know this. You guys all know this. I would love a new nation. I was going crazy about it on Tuesday. It's something I've wanted forever. I think the pro wrestling world wants it. I'm sure there's workers out there who want it. You tell me, Mark Henry, what do you think the likelihood of a new nation popping up is? Because, I mean, on some level, it is a risk, right? It is a risk. It's a, it's a political sort of feel. I mean, it was different doing it in 96, 97, as opposed to 2020, but I think it would hit. I think it would work, assuming that it was done correctly. Again, what do you think the likelihood is? You know what, man? I think that there's, there is some likelihood that something remotely similar could happen in the future, but uh, it'll never be what the nation was. Like the nation, uh, for all of the things that were looked at them negatively or looked at us negatively, uh, there was a lot of positivity out of the nation because the nation never really said we're black. The nation said we're powerful. We have to be respected. You have to pay attention to us. And everybody that was in the nation left the nation better because of being in the nation. And I think that's what's trying to be uh, what can be recreated. And it's also why, because we were talking, talking about if you're going to bring back the nation or a stable like it, um, as much as I would love to see it be the new day or members of the New Day, whatever the case may be, I think it would have a more effective turn if you made the New Day sort of the new nation. I also understand that they don't need that. You just said everybody who came out of the original nation was better off for being in the nation. They're already better off. Exactly. So, you know, I I look at it as, uh, and and Ron said it best, Um, there's a better way. And, you know, with the nation... We were about opportunity. We were we wanted we wanted the advancement, and we wanted the respect to get title shots because we deserved it. We were already fucking good. <laughs> D'Lo and I had matches with the Outlaws for like four years. I know. What Mark, what were those conversations like on the road? Because we've talked about it, especially a lot this week um, in terms of wrestling is best when it's real, whether it be Adam Cole or Pat McAfee or whatever, you know, correlation you want to draw. Right. But I remember a promo from Farouk, a.k.a. Ron Simmons or a Ron Simmons, a.k.a. Farouk uh, early in the nation where he went out and it was with Vince McMahon, I think, before Vince had you know, taking on the evil McMahon, corporate McMahon character, and he was still doing the the announcing thing. I believe so. But uh, maybe we can pull it up for later in the next coming weeks as the storyline develops. But, you know, Ron Simmons had essentially come out and talked about how, you know, this company hasn't had a black champion and you're never going to have a black champion and blah, blah, blah. It was essentially a baby face promo, which was a heel promo back then and the way it was booked, right? But when I look at that, I, that was real. Like that, that resonated with me. I remember back at the time and I felt that I feel it now, 23 years later or whatever it was, what were those conversations like on the road when you were a part of the nation and you were figuring out that stable, how much input did you guys have? How much of it was backstage with the writers? Because to me, it read like a bunch of friends that were on the same page. We, we had a lot to say about it. And 
uh, a lot of what Ron said was what we what we were feeling. Like, yeah. we're not the New Jersey Generals. We're not out here to make everybody look good. We're better than most of the people that we're in the ring with. And people are going to start getting their ass kicked. Like, I'm, I'm, we're done <laughs> playing the role. Like, we are the role. We, the, the wrestling should be based around us. And that's what it ended up becoming. You know, the, the, the Rock and Ron were such dominant personalities that they couldn't coexist. So you had to split it up because both of them were in championship matches every night. And then you had D'Lo and I who, um, from a tag's perspective, like we were damn near unbeatable except for the outlaws. And that had to come to an end. And then the only way that you fix that is to either make us the champions or break us up. They broke us up. You had Godfather who um, went from Papa Shango to Commodore Ultimate Fighting Machine to, uh, you know, being uh, in the nation to uh, being the Godfather. Like, he had multiple personalities kind of like those were all extensions of who he really was. And that's what we really allowed ourselves to do is to become who we were because what we were was good enough. And uh, I don't, I don't know if uh, the hurt business is the nation they're based off more economics. It's not opportunity. They have opportunity. The, it, the, the business has evolved for black people. Opportunity is not the thing. They have it. They're on the main, they're in the big opening the show and closing the show. Yeah. But see, now it's about economics. Where's the money? They don't give a shit if you're white, black, purple, or blue. They worry about green <laughs> MVP, and we say there is a better way. You want op- you want more opportunity? There's a way for that. But if you economically want to be in the main events and you want the title shots and you want the money that comes along with that, and you have all these people in the back that are not being used, they all want a little money too. So I want you use these people to establish an army. And when you got an army, you have power. When you have power, you get money. And that is, you know, kind of what the nation uh, was spawned off of. But once everybody got the opportunities and started to be able to go and do their own thing and make their own money, you know, the nation was pretty much over. It was disbanded. That's why we know there's a better way. And Ron Simmons said it best. And, you know, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, it makes two of us. That is something that I am uh, going to be salivating over as the weeks go ahead. I really hope it uh, continues to play out. And I hope it's done well because uh, the the whether it is called the nation or whatever, the, the theory, the heart of it. Uh, means a lot to a lot of people. White, black, yellow, purple, as as Mark said, it was a special time uh, in the business. Mark, we started that conversation talking about things are best in this business when they are real, which which 
kind of allows me or, or pushes me in the direction of jumping back real quick. We already talked about it, and I mentioned it again as we set this up, but Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. Um, another reason why I think that interaction was real because you watched the back and forth between them develop and maybe, maybe out there, the listeners, they, they, it might not have come across to them because maybe it's just the fact that we're radio hosts and obviously you're the hall of famer, but when you're doing those sort of interviews and I go back before I was on busted open, I, we were talking about this during the break. I interviewed uh, Dolph Ziggler and a few wrestlers before the raw 1000 back. And I think it was like 2011. It, it's hard to know sometimes, especially if you're not always in that, I guess that bubble to when you're dealing with a WWE talent or a pro wrestler in general, balancing the line of kayfabe, you don't know exactly where it's going to go. You're, you're trying to be mindful of it, but you could kind of see that happening with McAfee and Cole. And then you could see McAfee kind of try to get on the other side of it. Once he realized that he had kind of stepped over a line. I'm just saying that dynamic between a radio host or a media member and a wrestler it's a fine balancing act and sometimes it can go haywire. That's another reason why I think the McAfee and Cole thing was real because it had the feeling of that where they were. Yeah, I, I, you know? I definitely see that. And, and sometimes when you're on the air, um, you know, you, you just flying by the seat of your pants, but then Bruh. you have a break and you say, all right, we got a break for a commercial. We're going to come back in two and two. And then all of a sudden you're in break and you're talking about stuff like, you know, well, uh, this is the way I would do it, and this. I mean, I'm I'm not wouldn't say that on the air, but you know this. And then you come back. All right, we're coming back in 15 seconds. The shit that you talked about off the air, you don't bring on the air. You don't talk about that. And uh, I think that some of what was said in confidence, um kind of leaked into the storyline of the conversation because mm. it was different than if you watch the whole thing, what happened in the beginning and what happened, you know, prior to that, you know, sensitivity moment that Adam Cole had. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, about 94, I came back to Austin from Colorado Springs and living at the Olympic training facility. and. I was with a group of people that I knew and there was a couple of new people in the crew of people that, you know, I was accustomed to being around okay. already. And this one girl, she's, you know, making comments, you know, it's good to have you back. I hear everybody talk about you and they say how well traveled you are and you've been everywhere in the world and, you know, how accomplished you are and all of the things you've done. And, and she was like, you know, like you're so talented. Like I, I, I'm, I'm just happy to be in the crew and, you know, be around you for, you know, the first time. And I mean, you're, you're not the, you're not the, uh, you're not the most handsome guy in the world, but, and I was like, Whoa, bitch. And everybody in the room looked at me like, Oh shit. Well, Mark, why would you say that? And I was like, she just fucking called me ugly. <laughs> and I, you know what, man, that was my own insecurities. Right. Right. She, I mean, I just wasn't her taste. You understand? Clear, clearly people but out there in like my me. mind, Big all I heard, Mark, 
Yeah. All I could hear in my mind, she just called you ugly. You need to defend yourself. <laughs> and I said some shit that I should not have said. Now, everybody's looking at me and I'm like, well, she just called me ugly. And they're like, no, she didn't. And I'm like, she just said you're not the most handsome guy. What does that imply? Mark, she was talking about how you're talented, that you don't have to get by on pretty, that other people get by off. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm like, listen, man, all right, whatever, y'all, you know, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you know, but you know, over but, the last 26 years, you've had a sensitivity time to re- moment that broke me. Yeah. Because as a kid, I was called ugly. As a kid, I was called double black. As a kid, I had all these insecurities. Stupid is a trigger for me. Stupid will get your ass beat. I don't care. Like if, if some, you, like if someone's like, what are you slow? Or like, what are you fucking stupid? It's over. Bro, it could be Michael Jackson. <laughs> I would beat his ass. I'm going to do jail time. But listen, part two of my killing spree will start if somebody called me stupid. Or imply that I'm ignorant somehow. You know, and, and that's my insecurities as a kid because people said that kind of thing. Yeah. Not knowing I was dyslexic, I didn't. I couldn't help it. But once I got diagnosed, I'm a pretty sharp individual. I said it before. I may not be the sharpest guy, but I will cut your ass. Like, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Right. And that was a moment that broke me in front of people. Adam Cole got broke in front of people. It happens. It happens. You look at Vince McMahon when he did the interview with Bob Costas back in the day. Bob said something broke him. Was it Mark? He, wasn't he hit that a the, nerve. Mark, wasn't that the, 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 around the steroid era with the steroid? Yeah. 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 Bob, I went to court. It's over. <laughs> right. It's done. And Bob, Bob was still wanting to bring it up. And Vince hit them papers. Bob. It's over, <laughs> you know, whatever the hell he said, but we right. break, we're humans. Sure. And people can't see it because they're blinded by the story of wrestling. I said the biggest stories of wrestling is when the art imitates life, not the other way around. Now they're stupid. You want to hear stupid? If they don't make it wrestling, yes, then that's that's ignorance. Yeah, may not be stupidity. Stupid is just stupid, but it's ignorant. You got something that people care about. They recognize it. They see it. Make the story. Put it on TV. Make people pay to see it. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. 
Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 